0: A little something. A little something, something. Boo, boo,
1: buggins. Okay. <laughs> little people are our friends too. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome yeah. to rules as written, where we talk about rules as they're written. Yeah, and reasons. <laughs> Today we're looking at the next three
0: races. Yeah, What have we got on the agenda today? Halflings, gnomes,
1: half-elves.
0: Lots of halfs. Yeah. Alright, let's start with halflings. Halflings are hobbits. They're essentially hobbits. Yeah, the lyrical dwarves. Pretty much. And it can be a bit difficult to kind of differentiate them between themselves and dwarves at first glance. Yeah. How would you say they're different?
1: I don't know. I feel like it's more context-based. If I just looked at a picture of one, I would look like... I'm not sure... If th- if the small person is smiling, they're probably a halfling. <laughs> well, dwarves love drinking beer. Yeah, but let's look at the picture quickly of the dwarf. Angling? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that dwarf so has angry. a hammer. <laughs> if you gave her a beer, it might be a different story. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Halflings are kind. I think that's the way to sum them up okay they're, they're they're kind of summarized by their ability to fit in in all places they're friends with everyone they integrate themselves into dwarven human elvish society
1: okay so in your survival guide to uh, discerning the races of other if you like them beings. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. so Halflings are small and practical. They're always looking for the most pragmatic, straightforward solution to problems. Some would call uh, them simple. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) They have little patience for beating around the bush. The Mm -hmm. richer ones hide their treasures locked in a cellar rather than full on display. And uh, they're they're quite reserved. Yeah. They're like what the conservative party was in the early 1900s. Like maybe what it's named after. Yeah. Yeah, Yeah, I think very pragmatic. That's kind of like the way they would make good programmers. There's your role for halflings in a cyberpunk campaign. There you go. (laughs) The lead programmers.
0: I can see them in a D&D world being merchants. Yeah. I think merchants visit them because they're also... The book says they blend into a crowd. Everybody likes them. Yeah, everyone likes them. Everyone thinks they're great. So they end up with lots and lots of connections Yeah, and stuff. And
1: since they're pragmatic, they're always like looking for the best solution to problems.
0: Yeah. So they will make fantastic merchants in your world. Mm. Um, administrative roles. Mm.
1: Halflings. Yeah. They're also very kind and curious. It doesn't hurt the
0: book says that they don't stand for any kind of like unfairness wrongdoing any oppression that kind of stuff okay So they're, they're naturally very kind fair and simple not in the mental way but in the practical way like they just like doing things at a slower pace getting things done i think much like hobbits in lord of the rings they're kind of slow to go out adventuring. They'll only go out and adventure to protect their family
1: to protect
0: their community mm. but there you may get the oddball adventuring just to see the big wide world.
1: So mostly spurred by like indignant like you know if something encroaches on their moral principles or Mm. on their community.
0: Yeah, not necessarily their physical community in so much like they don't have like the Shire. In your world, I would warn against having the Shire, (laughs) just copying that. Halflings, the way they're written, the way they feel, you should just really integrate them into every town. Every town, every city should have halflings.
1: Right, because, yeah, since they're so welcome, I feel like that's a kind of difference in d d than maybe just straight Lord of the Rings. Yeah, because right? Lord
0: of the Rings has them as very, uh, Reclusive. let's call it what it is,
1: xenophobic. Oh. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Whereas these, uh, they go out into the world and integrate themselves. But like Lord of the Rings, they do live in small peaceful communities, like the majority of them. Be that inside a city or in villages, mm. there will be like a small halfling. Would there be like a halfling town?
1: Like yeah, you go like to New York city, city and it's like, oh, oh like that. I wanna, yeah, I wanna get some food over in halfling town really quick. That's going in my next campaign. <laughs>
0: But yeah, I could totally see that. But also it feels a bit, it feels a bit at odds with some of their lore, having them sequester themselves in that kind of way. The way I see halflings, they're just
1: everywhere. Very integrated. Yeah, very, very integrated. But I could totally see them having have a communities bit of and stuff. Both, right? I mean, like there's kind of like a way of living where you are socially outward in a lot of facets of life, but you need to have your safe space.
0: Yeah, 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 definitely.
1: It depends how deep you want to go into the behavioral psychology.
0: <laughs> <of things>. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> What's the sociology? <laughs> To dive into the stats of halflings, all halflings get a dexterity score increase of two, and that's kind of to reflect their stealthy nature. I'm so spry. That is, yeah, that's- I'm so small, you can't get me.
1: (laughs) (laughs) It's literally Bilbo the burglar.
0: (laughs) Age, they live to halfway
1: through their second century. Yeah, this- Another way of saying- Took an embarrassing amount of interpretation. 150 years.
0: (laughs) Like, I don't know, every other race gets a number. I don't know why this has fucking Robert Frost describing it, but- here we are. They reach adulthood at the age of
1: 20. So a little bit later, but not too much later. Yeah. And I guess roughly double the age of like a human. Yeah. Most of them fall into the lawful good category. Mm. Um, they're at least usually good hearted and kind. Yeah. That
0: lawful good is more on the tradition side. Yeah. As opposed to the follow the laws.
1: Yeah. Yeah, they care a lot about the opinions of their community as well. Yeah, and the good comes from freedom as well. They absolutely hate oppression, as mm. you said.
0: So-, so I can see some chaotic good. Yeah, I could say there's definitely some... It says most
1: halflings are lawful good. Yeah, so there's it's definitely like where can we explore uh, the boundaries? But that
0: lawful good, I don't think that lawful good is like stuck up tradition. Maybe so not the much. same
1: as dwarvish
0: yeah. lawful good. Yeah, yeah. there's a bit of a difference there. Dwarfling size.
1: Dwarflings are a small creature. Dwarflings are also an interesting name for a creature. <laughs> How did I fuck that up? We were talking about dwarves. Oh my... <laughs> God. Oh, How many times are you going to say halfling, Ron? <laughs> <laughs>
0: Halflings are small. They're, small for, yeah, they're, they're small, small for their size. Yeah, they're small for their size.
1: size. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, they're about three feet tall, 40 pounds. So they're you- actually a small size class which is interesting yeah um which means that their speed is only 25 feet mm-hmm. so you are going to be outpaced if you are running away from an angry mob my favorite consequence of this though is the halfling nimbleness where you can move through the space of any creature that is a size larger than you that is surprisingly l- useful yeah a especially on the forget that board Um, games yeah playing
0: grid games and stuff when you're in an old like half destroyed temple and there's rubble everywhere and difficult terrain everywhere yeah being able to zip through it also means that you can run through the paladin who's guarding the door to safety yeah (laughs) he's gonna hold off the tide of goblins (laughs) all right good luck those moments (laughs) (laughs)
1: love you bud
0: They also get a lucky stat. When you roll a one on a d20 for an attack roll, ability check, or saving throw, you can re-roll the dice and must use the new roll. All right, what are your opinions on this? <sighs> I anticipate at least one. <laughs> <laughs> now, this is all good if you are playing critical fails as the book suggests, which is not at all. Yeah. Like, we've, as we talked way back when, Rolling a one is not necessarily an immediate fail. Like, you throw a stone and somehow you chop your head off. Like, there's none of those kind of things in the book. It should just be a normal fail. But, let's face it, almost everyone uses ones as, like, yeah, you Yeah, they're manage- iconic. Yeah, something, like, hilariously bad happens. Not Maybe don't chop off your players' heads, but... <laughs> Uh, They can lose an arm, right? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, they got too many Yeah, everyone plays with critical 1s, critical 20s. And this just makes it so halflings cannot roll crit fails. I like to house rule this as if you roll a 2, you re-roll the dice. If you roll a 1, it's still a crit fail and the hilarious things happen. Um, If you're playing that kind of campaign, if I'm playing a more serious campaign, then you don't do this yeah but for those more lighthearted campaigns with crit fails the two is almost guaranteed to always be a fail anyway so functionally it's pretty much exactly the same but it keeps the expectations that players have like the i, wanna, I don't want a crit is a crit. yeah i guess yeah. Like it's the,
1: the sacredness yeah of- that's it
0: of rolling a one it keeps it all intact so yeah i move the one to a two you re-roll the two If you get a one, you still crit fail. Yeah. Um, It's functionally exactly the same. And also, you are brave. You have advantage on saving throws against being frightened. Yeah, you're not scared. Cool. Yeah. You get two languages, common and halfling. Now, halfling is not really a written language,
1: which is interesting. Because their traditions are passing stories down orally. There's a weird way to put that, I'll have to admit, after, you know, like, digesting
0: it. <laughs> so, you do get a secret language, kind of, with other halflings, but it's not fully secret. There's a good chance most people who live near halflings will know a bit of it, although halflings don't actively teach it to other people.
1: Mm. Yeah, so it's, like, an uncommon language to find in the
0: world. Yeah. races. you can be Lightfoot which means you're not fat and you get a charisma score of plus one and you are naturally stealthy so you can attempt to hide even when you're obscured by a creature that is at least one size larger than you.
1: Yeah, which means the you can
0: literally hide behind people. Yeah, <laughs> Which is maybe. not something any other <laughs> creature can do. That is pretty hilarious. Or uh, you can be stout, yeah. fat, which is ability score your constitution increases by one and you get a resilience. You have advantage on saving throws against poison,
1: and you have resistance against poison damage.
0: So you basically become any challenge rating five mob.
1: (laughs) Yeah, a little bit closer to like a dwarf, I think, in that one. Yeah, definitely. That's the halflings. That's halflings,
0: yeah. Next we have gnomes. Gnomes love life. Yeah. (laughs) Live, love, laugh. (laughs) Life. (laughs) We love it. explicitly mentions about... uh, 77 times the <laughs> gnomes
1: adore life yeah don't you fucking get in their way of living a long and happy <laughs> smelling <life>. flowers <laughs> talking Disgusting. to small woodland creatures i hate it
0: they live they live quite a while actually three to five centuries and it seems that they live that long purely through sheer force of will wanting yeah. to stay on this earth i just don't want to die possible. yeah pretty much <laughs> Um, they're very happy. Some would say annoyingly so. I don't know, maybe. <laughs> yeah, we've just heard that from friends. <laughs> and physically, they are very, very similar to halflings. They're about the same height.
1: They're about the same weight.
0: They're a little bit taller or heavier, maybe.
1: Yeah, and since they live life super, super fast, they're always putting that energy into everything they do. So when they talk, it's really fast. When they do things, it's really, really fast in there to squeeze everything out of it as quickly as they can. Yeah. They're on Adderall. Yeah. For 300 to 500 <laughs> years.
0: <laughs> yeah, they they're also very light-hearted. Whereas halflings are kind of have a grounded light-heartedness. Yeah, you can gnomes see like a wisdom are, in there. Yeah, gnomes are just annoyingly happy. Yeah. Is really What is this? Uh the book needs to differentiate them from dwarves by saying that they like going above ground a little bit more, but they do still live underground and they do like making things. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. Yeah, that's their answer to the question of what is the difference
0: between a norm and a dwarf? Yeah. When they do settle down in other races lands, like mixed lands or human elvish lands, they end up often being tinkerers, gem cutters, engineers, those kind of things. It's good with Gubbadans. the hands.
1: That's really it for gnomes. Yeah, they like gems. Yeah. I mean... They're happy. There isn't too much, like, deep lore to them. I don't. Yeah, the gem thing I think is kind of hilarious because it's like... It's very dwarvish. It's very dwarvish and it's kind of out of nowhere. I mean, like, if you're thinking dwarf, it makes sense. But if you're thinking, like, oh, here's, like, some nature-dwelling... Small... races, people. small people who just love life, love living life, love jokes. Gems. <laughs> also gems. <laughs> it's just like they had to give them some kind of MacGuffin of, a, of like a flaw. So why
0: would they be out and adventuring? I mean, basically because they're curious, impulsive,
1: yeah, I wanting
0: mean, to live life. Maybe they'll find a gem. <laughs> <laughs> it literally says, as lovers of gems and fine items, some gnomes take to adventuring as a path to wealth. Mm. So there's your backstory. So gnomes gnomes are greedy, I guess?
1: Yeah, I guess. I mean, it doesn't seem like that that explicitly. But they just really like those gems. I like to maybe interpret this as like some kind of like chemical addiction. Right, it's like they're otherwise very... No! Like, they're otherwise like, very like, chill, you know? Like and then they, when yeah, they get gems, they just start like, they get the
0: twitches, they get yeah, antsy... Yeah, it's like,
1: it's out of their control, actually. It's not with, it's not money... They just go find their next like, hit. It's just gems in particular. Yeah.
0: The problem is that it's socially acceptable. It's when the adults <laughs> give their kids gems, that's where I draw the line, okay?
1: Some, some gnomes get gems when they're born. <laughs> this...
0: Yes. <laughs> Gnomes get an intelligence buff of two when they are created. They By their parents. come out the womb smarter. <laughs> yeah, I think mean, that's also an interesting trait. Yeah, it, it kind of pushes them, I guess, towards magical yeah. things, but also it lines up with being tinkerers as well. Yeah, in their hobbies. That kind of mm. explains that. They mature at the same rate as humans, Most are expected to settle down into an adult life around the age of 40. So a bit later than humans to like stop being a dick. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah.
1: when you chill.
0: (laughs) But they can live to halfway through their fourth century (laughs) and 500 years. Okay. And what about their alignment? They're mostly good. It doesn't necessarily say which tends towards
1: lawful good, but there's also a lot of chaotic goods probably when they can't get their gems (laughs) yeah i I guess that's like the deciding factor they're they're lawful good out of convenience until they get around the gem and then they rationalize their goodness (laughs) they are also a
0: small creature size and they have a speed of 25 so same as the other small races they have dark vision which halflings do not
1: yeah that's actually something that we skipped over with the halflings is that they're one of the very few races that do not have dark vision
0: yeah gnome cunning is what the gnomes also get you have advantage on all intelligence wisdom and charisma saving throws against magic
1: damn yeah that is a lot and you have to remember it because it's against magic explicitly
0: yeah so basically any magic saving throws yeah there's very few that use a different one some use constitution i guess maybe there's one or two that use strength or dexterity but if you're being directly affected against magic, not, say, like a fireball or something, because that will use a dexterity saving throw. But something like detect take thought, something directly magically affecting you, you'll get a saving throw. Yeah.
1: So they're not good at jumping out of the way, but they're good at thinking out of the way. <laughs> Think so fast. Yeah. You can't catch their thoughts when you're trying to detect. Come on here. That's buttered up my <laughs> thoughts. Too <laughs> <laughs> <Do you> slow, <slipper? laughs>
0: There is a DDC where there's a no rubbing butter on his head being <laughs> like <laughs> they won't catch him. It's my magic protection. <laughs> And uh, there are two sub-races of gnomes. Forest gnomes, you get a dexterity score of plus one. You know the minor illusions cantrip with intelligence as your spell-casting ability. And you can speak with small beasts. Which is a really But only, not hilarious. magically, just like by interpretive dance and huh. small noises. You don't get a
1: spell. It's just like you can convey... Oh, uh, simple uh, like ideas. meanings, yeah. Yeah, so, okay, you're not fluent in small beasts. You... Are limited by the apparatuses that you're working with. Exactly. Okay. So yeah,
0: forest gnomes—they live in the forest. They're the
1: ones who are frolicking about. So that's the yeah, for yeah. Gems. Timmy's stuck in the well level of like yeah communication. Exactly. I am fascinated with that ability. The
0: other one is rock gnomes. Yeah.
1: Guess where they live.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, actually, they—I feel like rock gnomes would do much better in uh, the city. Yeah, Could in a setting. Yeah. You get a constitution of plus one, which helps with spellcasting. Let's not forget that. Whenever you make an in- history check related to magic items, alchemical objects or technological devices, you can add twice your proficiency, which is basically expertise. I don't know why they don't write it like that. Yeah. You also get Tinkerer, which is a very interesting ability. It's quite a big one.
1: Yeah, so with Tinkerer, you can use Tinkerer's tools spend an hour and 10 gp worth of materials to construct a tiny clockwork device that's a capital t tiny in terms of the size class Mm. (laughs) and this clockwork device has an ac of 5 and 1 hp the device ceases to function after 24 hours unless you spend another hour repairing it to keep it functioning so it's made in china (laughs) (laughs) oh damn (laughs) shots fired (laughs) Or when you use your action, you can dismantle it. At that time, you can replan- reclaim the materials used to create it.
0: You can have three of them at a time.
1: Yeah. Nice. So, so there's three options here. in the one ones. of each. A yeah.
0: clockwork toy.
1: So it's a small clockwork
0: animal, monster, or person. When placed on the ground, the toy moves five feet across the ground on each of your turns in a random direction. It makes a noise appropriate to the creature it
1: represents. So it's destruction. Little, yeah, little pet thing. The other is a fire starter. A little miniature flame. It's a lighter. Yeah.
0: am <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. tiny
1: flammable. <laughs> you can use
0: it to light a candle, torch, or campfire. Yeah, it's a lighter. You can make a lighter. Or a music box. It plays a single
1: song at moderate volume. Yep, that's it. It's an actual music box. There's nothing special about it.
0: Yeah, I guess it makes for good
1: gifts because you have the other They're one quite unique as well. I feel like these are items that you can't really get from anyone but a gnome. Yeah, right. Pretty much. That's gnomes. Cool. <laughs> yeah. So last we have half elves. Half elves. Yeah. Not full elves. Half elves.
0: Is it racist to call them half elves?
1: Yeah. <laughs> 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 I mean, yeah, right. I mean, that's kind of weird, right? Like, it, you don't. I mean, wh- what's like the real life equivalent? That's like not really. But, I mean, uh, I don't know. Maybe it's different because
0: the races in D and D are not allegorious to the races in real life yeah because real life human races would be sub races right
1: yeah but also to be yeah i mean to be like defined by the mix of your lineage rather than just like i don't know we just looked at rock gnomes they're named rock gnomes because they live in the rock yeah is, like... i mean to be fair it's
0: probably just a thingy of convenience because yeah i was just thinking it, that it's like you'd have to, to invent your own word for them, I guess, that would be in-game culturally appropriate. Yeah. To be allegorious to like.
1: But it also like works towards, as we'll talk about, like they're also kind of outcast in certain ways. Like it's yeah, yeah, that's true. generally frowned upon, I'm getting. Yeah, they're kind of off two worlds. Humans tend
0: to be fine with them. Elves, not so much. Yeah. Elves tolerate them.
1: Yeah, so being of a part of either world it seems that they have like a leg in each one that Mm. they can use so like elvish worlds seem to tolerate them but i don't think that they would be accepted as one of them yeah but human worlds i mean humans don't give a shit yeah
0: i mean they can grow beards which they often do to disguise their lineage and stuff Mm. elves can't
1: grow beards really yeah and then i guess um well then there just leaves like what eyes and ears
0: yeah, so and can, they're also thinner than most humans, but thicker than most elves. But yeah. I imagine there's a lot of overlap. In like how <laughs> different
1: can they be, right? I don't know. Yeah, in this one drawing, that they depict a single elf in, that yeah. is where he fell. They also have kind of no
0: lands of their own. They're relatively rare. They're like we said, they're quite welcome in human lands, less so in elvish. But they can become diplomats. That would be a good job for them. Yeah, they're they're more accepted than a human would be in Elven lands. Yeah,
1: and I guess in your campaigns you would probably see them more often when there's like a need for a bridge between two kingdoms. Yeah, and things. Yeah,
0: they're also described as wanderers. Like they just go out as trappers or foresters or hunters, just chilling away from kind of most civilization.
1: That makes sense too because they're very self sufficient and they're also not strictly. Accepted into society. Yeah, that's all there is for half elves, to be honest. Yeah. Go straight into the stats. Yeah, we already did humans. We already did elves. Mix them in your brain. <laughs> <laughs> that's kind of where it falls. So half elf traits: you get charisma increased by two, mm-hmm. and two other ability scores of your choice increased by one. That's a lot of abilities. That's from the human parent.
0: Yeah, I mean that's side. that's pretty good. Yeah, mix and match. They reach um adulthood at the age of 20 they age the same as humans so they get that from the human side but they do live much longer than humans much less than elves so 180 200 years is not unheard of for a half elf i think this is the most ambiguous age that we've seen so far yeah it says just extending it says just exceeding 180 years yeah but also i think that's kind of it's got a kind of almost hidden natural cruelty to it because they don't be even know when you're a gonna die yeah. well they're gonna be living a lot longer than their human friends but oh, yeah. the elvish friends are just gonna see them as like you'll be gone in the first sixth of my life or something
1: right so neither end they're able to quite i feel like that's their identity like they're not quite fitting in with either end of their mm. heritage yeah. We've painted a very sad portrait with half I feel like.
0: <laughs> <laughs> they tend to lean towards chaotic. I mean, they're normally good. They value personal freedom, which makes sense because everyone's everyone hates them, so they run away. <laughs> yeah,
1: and as we've talked about with... They don't um, have a
0: society.
1: Yeah, and how the uh, moral charts work is that chaotic doesn't mean that they're, they're crazy. crazy. It mm. just means that they're more self-aligned. They value a freedom. Yeah. Yeah. They're medium sized
0: creatures, same as humans. They've got a speed of 30. Same they have dark vision, so they are huge 2.0. Yeah, <laughs> revamped. They get the Fey Ancestry as well from their elven half.
1: Yeah, which is advantageous because you can get advantage on saving throws against being charmed, and magic can't put you to sleep. Yeah, just it's can't. Ex- it's exactly the same as the elven one. Yeah.
0: Um, you also gain proficiency in two skills. So half helps are actually really good. I think very versatile. They are kind of one of the most common races that I see people picking.
1: I think because it leans into most of the classes that you might want to do, you can work a half-elf They're half elf very into it. versatile. I think they're also quite beginner-friendly because mm-hmm. it, it's
0: very open, and they're not as vanilla as humans, whereas humans are one of the most beginner-friendly classes, but no one wants to be a human in a fantasy right, world. Especially you, you And then they don't want to have like... to pretend to be
1: an elf, so they're like,
0: half-elf, oh, I'm <laughs> special.
1: Yeah. But there's not like a strict definition <laughs> of what special. you are, so I feel like it gives you more room to do whatever. Yeah, you also get three languages, common, elvish, and
0: another one of your choice.
1: Yeah, you, I guess, know those languages from being born, and one extra one because you like to learn. Yeah, you're geared for being a diplomat. Yeah, those That's are it. three races. <laughs> <That's> it, <yeah.
0: laughs> you can help us out on Patreon if you patreon forward slash rules is written. Yeah, all helps. Links are all in the description as well. Be sure Send to me a message toby at rules is written and be sure to
1: rate. And review us on Apple Podcasts. It really helps us out. It really does. Yeah,
0: I feel dirty saying it.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, we like your feedback. Also, it helps us improve the show. Yeah, genuinely. Knowing read, what you like, we read all of them. Yeah, and any
0: emails, they all get read.
1: Yeah, and they've actually helped us inspire a lot of train of thought in terms of show topics mm. already. Yeah, um, thank you. We're guys. still
0: compiling you. Uh, we're still compiling listener questions. So. Yeah. So stay tuned.
1: That. Yeah, if you've already sent us a letter, we have read and probably replied. Yeah, and I tried to reply to all of them. We are constantly... Aroused. Working. What? <laughs> <laughs> all right, see you next time. Bye! Later.
0: They also get Gnome Coming. Cut. not
1: No, I saved that. <laughs>